Hey, hey, quick announcement before we get this episode started. We just moved our podcast over to Anchor. Anchor has got an awesome feature that we are super excited about. You guys can now actually leave us voice messages, whether they're comments or questions, right within their app for our episodes. And then we can take that audio and integrate you guys into our podcast. So if you are inclined to leave us a message, check out the Anchor Podcast app. It's in the App Store. And let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. We're really, really excited about this feature. All right, let's get into it. From initial meeting to, to blueprints is about three months. And that's a lot of just back and forth. I sort of drive that process because we need to always back into, you know, when do you want to be in? Because the whole process for us is about a year from when we start blueprints to you guys, to the, the customer moving into the house. It's about 12 months. with the cousins welcome back guys today we are talking to marnie orsler marnie owns and operates her own business marnie custom homes which is a general contracting project management firm located in delaware they focus on large custom homes on the waterfront or on the bay front and these guys have an additional complication in their lives which is that they really can't start building prior to the end of summer which is labor day weekend and all their clients want to be in for the beginning of summer, which is the following Memorial Day weekend. So her planning and the amount of execution that they need to do with their subcontractors is above and beyond what a normal general contractor has to deal with. These guys are super detail-oriented, and she's got a lot of great knowledge. So if you're looking to hire a general contractor, you're definitely going to want to listen to what Marnie has to say. Let's jump into it. Off and rolling. Another episode of Home with the Cousins. Yes, we are back. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Let's Marnie, we got you with us. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm All good. All right. I'm glad you had the time to join us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you are a project manager, general contractor extraordinaire. So this <laughs> is, this is uh, for everybody out there listening, if you have an upcoming project, this is the episode for you. After you've listened to all the different project planning episodes that we've gone through piece by piece, Marnie's the one that's gonna that's gonna drop the gold. Uh, <laughs> not to put any pressure well, on you or anything, you know. <laughs> well, no, right? well, plus I think it, with it with it being summer and having the big beach builds, everybody's kind of in that uh, mode of going down the shore. And this is the perfect spot to get those ideas uh, yeah. if you're doing your home right now. Well, so th I guess that's an interesting question. Being that you do so, so much at the beach, do you have like lulls in the summer where you're more in planning mode and then you do most of your building during the winter because people are trying to get ready for the summer? Or how does your, how does your private business kind of work? Yeah, yeah. So, um, right. So I have my company, Marnie Custom Homes, and we do design and build. So we do like design of the houses and then the construction. So, yeah. So our season of building is Labor Day to Memorial Day. So we try to get everything constructed in those. There's nine months there. And then the three months in the summer um, is mainly planning for the Labor Day starts. So, um, wow. so yeah, it's actually kind of nice though, 
to have yeah, a little, it is. I, it's like to a have a little play- summer. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like, <laughs> like you actually get to enjoy the short. No, but think about it, Ant. You get to enjoy the short. percent. It's nice. It's nice if your construction projects are closed in yeah. before Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you're exactly freezing your ass it. off. <laughs> yes, we have. Yes, yeah, so the winters are cold. We've got, and our whole goal is to get roofs on by the end of the year. Right on. So when we're starting all these projects, one, you know, you have a bunch of them starting at the same time. We do seven, usually seven a year, and they tend to stagger. Um, Like, usually, a lot of neighborhoods we can't build in the summer. Okay. So we have to start after Labor Day. So when you say- Sometimes we can get a jump and get something started in August. Right. Uh, okay. Which is nice because then it can kind of get ahead of so the that help, that helps the stagger. So so when you yep. say you do seven homes in those nine months, what do you try and stagger like project you know one through seven by two weeks, um, three weeks? Yeah, and they just kind of naturally it'll naturally happen depending on the types of houses. So if it's a piling house, um, that's that's that sort of takes care of itself because if we if we were driving pilings. Sometimes we can start framing right away right. and then go back underneath and do the concrete work. Okay. And then so we'll frame the second and third stories and then the, the, the bottom floor will frame last, um, which gets our framers out there right away. Otherwise, if it's like we'll do pile caps with a like grade beam concrete foundation, mm-hmm. that's a little bit longer because we drive pilings and then we've got three weeks with foundation before we're pouring concrete. So that staggers that one because framing is a month yep. from construction from the foundation. And then start. do you have concrete curing that you gotta wait for or you're or the slabs are ready to go fast? Yeah, faster? we can go we can go quickly after no, the slabs good. poured. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. If you had to yeah. wait twenty eight yeah. days then you're really screwing your schedule. <laughs> right, right. And then sometimes they naturally, you know, permits um, you know, sometimes get get the houses staggered where we're waiting on, you know, something for a permit or so there's various, you know, different circumstances that get the houses split up. Um, And then also sometimes we'll just pick up a house. Like right now we're framing two houses. So we're going to build those all summer. So those were just houses that were late on blueprints last year. Mm -hmm. So they knew they were missing this summer. Um, So it'll be fine because we'll finish them before the end of the year. Well, Which is great because nice. it so keeps our got, subs busy. I was yeah. just going to say, your crews keep going. Subs are happy and getting paid during the summertime. That's great. Yep. Yep. And yep. Marnie, in all all these homes you do are mainly on the shores of Delaware. Is that is that where predominantly all the houses are? Or do you go to any other states? No. So I we just build in Delaware. Okay. And it's really just um, like a 10-mile stretch. Okay. So we build from... Fenwick Island, Delaware, which is the southernmost town on the ocean front in Delaware, up to Rehoboth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and we don't go far into Rehoboth, so we we, we stay pretty close um, within that within that area. From it's from Fenwick to um, South Bethany, Bethany, North Bethany, and then Rehoboth. And do you cool. find that those the the geographic constraints you put on yourself help in in terms of like being able to get to all the projects efficiently? Yeah, so we can't go um, too far. It'll spread us too thin. Yep. So we, we keep the projects close. Um, we focus on oceanfront, ocean side, and then waterfront, like so on the bay, yep. Yep. but not far away. So m- most of bayfront houses are like across the street from the oceanfront. So it's it's not in, with proximity. It's, it's quick. I mean, right. we can go probably at all our job sites 
in you know a ten mile. So and it's not even a radius; it's just like a ten mile stretch. Right. So, <laughs> so, so, guys, listening, you know, that's a great question to be asking your general contractor. Marnie knows it's gonna it's gonna spread her and her crews and her subs too thin to do a larger geographic area. So rather than try and grab at every possible job, you do less jobs, bigger builds in specific areas and she's be she's able to make it to all the jobs get things done on time i mean she's got the constraints of the beach season and you do not want unhappy homeowners who are missing <laughs> the very few weekends that we get on the in the northeast that's so right. that's right you know. we upset everybody if we're still working <laughs> i mean it's the neighbors that are affected yeah. the homeowners that are affected so sure. we want to get out of there so by June. so i want to talk about the process you go through with your client slash potential client when they walk through your door, because I think most of the people listening to home with the cousins is, is more homeowners. Um, you know, there's definitely contractors that are listening and, 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 you know, aspiring house flippers and whatnot, but the majority of our listeners are, have their own projects and they're trying to suss out how to vet uh, a contractor and they're trying to understand what the planning process looks like. So, Talk a little bit about what it looks like the day a client walks through your door. I mean, you can do some broad strokes too, but walks through yeah. your door until you're you're in the dirt, like building a home for them. Like, what kind of process is it, and what kind of time frame does that process take? Okay, um, so most of the time when people come to us, they've been referred by either a past client or a friend or, or somebody that, that knows who we are. And most of the times they're coming to us knowing, hey, we want to work with you guys. Mm -hmm. Word of mouth, great. it's still the best. We say yep, it. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, so, which is great. So we don't, I don't have to do a, a whole lot of- sell. <laughs> exactly. It, it's, it, so it, it, I mean, I used, I was there. I yeah. mean, sure. I used to have to, you know, pound the pavement for work. <laughs> so now it's nice that, you know, we do have a, a better reputation where people are coming to us. So what I do is I sit down with them. We go through, um, you know, we look at the survey of where they're, how they're either, it's like a teardown or a vacant lot where that is the goals, you know, what pretty much their wish list. And then from that, I develop the schematic design. So then I'll work with them on just the floor plans and then we'll, we'll get the floor plan pretty well nailed down, and then we'll send that to an architect who d develops the full construction drawings from that. So that process all in all from, from initial meeting to, to blueprints is about three months, and that's a lot of just back and forth. Okay. I sort of drive that process because we need to always back into, you know, when do you want to be in? Because the whole process for us is about a year from when we start blueprints to you guys to the, the customer moving into the house, it's about twelve months. Wow, that's fast. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, yeah, it keeps it great. Uh, it keeps it's nice to keep it fast because people don't live here. So the majority of my clients aren't here. Mm -hmm. um, they live, you know, DC area, Philadelphia, about you know on average about three hours away. So when they're coming, it's like okay. You guys made up your mind to do this. We need to get on the schedule fast if you want to start this in September to finish it in this, you know, before the summer starts. So, and that's really great that you do the floor plans in house. So that must 
first of all, it reduces the iterations that the architect goes through. It speeds up their process. They're really focused on taking your floor plans and ch and ch and putting them in a format that's acceptable to the building department and allowing all for all the, the, the structural loads within the structure, correct? Right. Yep. And that's exactly what it does. So what that does is, is it drives, it keeps the process moving more efficiently mm -hmm. and keeps the cost down for the customer. So that way we can get the architects that, that we know we work well with involved quickly, the structural engineers quickly, and then we'll know we're going to get blueprints when we need them. Oh, that's really interesting. So you hire the architect, you hire the engineer because, because that price you've now built into the price you've given your customer. Right. Yep. Wow. So, I mean, again, everybody listening, that's, you know, not typically what you're going to find, but if you can, it's, great. it's a great yeah. way to go about it because there's so much more control you can have working with somebody like Marnie, where you go back and forth, you iterate through your plans, and then you give it to the architect just to spit out what the building department needs. Right. And what that does is it also helps control the cost. Yeah. So most people come to us saying, hey, we can spend X amount of dollars on this house. So make sure, you know, we can't go over this. Right. And that's where a lot I, and what used to happen is, one, we, we I would be brought in late to the process of, hey, we know that story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this house is being designed. And <sighs> one, you can't control the timeline because the house, you know, it's, it's already with an architect, which is it's great. We do it both ways. But what the problems we found are. If, the, if there's too many iterations going back and forth, it, it takes time and money. And then a lot of times we were bid, bidding these houses after we get the blueprints and having to value engineer them so far where it was like, wow, we're shaving, you know, hundreds of thousand dollars off of this house because what was designed can't be built for what they want to spend. Right. So knowing the cost helps a yeah, lot. And that's a great point. And, uh... Yeah. It's one of the. It's one. I. I. I feel that's one of the major broken parts of our industry. It's just there's such a disconnect between what you're drawing on paper and what your design and what your budget is. I don't. I don't understand right. how that how that hasn't been fixed yet, and how we still have this whole value engineering, you know, process that we've got to go through constantly, and you know, trying to see. It just. It seems like a lot of wasted energy and a lot of inefficiency. Well, well plus Mark, exactly. You know what I, I think. It, a lot of people also are scared or they're nervous about going out and finding an architect or finding engineers. The fact that you've taken that off of their plate and now it's all wrapped into just a one-stop shop, it makes, yes, of course, absolutely. From a general contractor standpoint, I am telling you, that is a great way to do it because you are, you're taking out a lot of the back and forth, a lot of the pointing of fingers when you work with this person all the time you know exactly what they're drawing. They're drawing what you want to build, and it makes life for for the customer and you so much easier. Right, right. And when the customers come to us, and you know they've seen how they've either been in houses we've built, they've seen them on our website. So I know what they have seen. Mm -hmm. So when I'm looking at the plans, it's like, oh, hey, we need to add dormer windows here because this is what they like. Because this is, I know the house that they, so you know, they're referring to. It really helps the design. Have now, have you always done this since the inception of your company? You've always you've always drawn the floor plans in house. Um, well, I not always. Okay. So I used to. So I did. I, I guess when I started, 
I was building houses on the side and I had like a, a job in sales. I was mm-hmm. working for a builder, um, like a national builder. And then I built my own house and loved the, you know, loved it. I, I'm from builder family. So I, I knew that whole world, right. but, um, when I, then I started my company and I had already had, I had bid on a set of blueprints. Um, and my bids were, were very accurate and I, you know, line itemed every cost. It wasn't just like a general, Hey, I'm going to give you a bunch of these random numbers that you need to figure out. You mean, you mean, <laughs> you mean not the, not the lump sum bid that, that some contractors right. do. Yeah. Oh, it's $200 square foot, $300 square foot, whatever, yeah. you know, yeah. it was very transparent. It was very clear. That's great. So that was always my process of being just very clear with what things cost. But then what happened was, um, so I was busy from 2007, 2008, the market turned. <laughs> then we I know was about started, that. <laughs> yeah. And then, and I already had my business up and running. So I started bidding on work from architects. So I'd reach out to architects and that's when it was just an epic fail for me. Um, I would bid on these projects and I wasn't getting them. I mean, it was just like, I knew my numbers were better. I knew I was clearer. I knew I could do the job and I was more creative and all these other things, but bidding was not the way for me to do it. So what I ended up doing was I had, I had already, I'd sold, I built and sold a couple of my own houses and I was in a new one and I ended up inviting the entire town that I lived in, which was like thousands of people to my house that I just built thinking I'd get like a hundred people there. And I was like, all I need is just people to see what I've built because I had designed and built that house and I ended up getting a lot of people it was like nearly a thousand people over at my house and it was Memorial Day weekend I know it was just like (laughs) now now that's one hell of a party that's one hell of a party I'll tell you right now yeah and I picked up so much business and it was just for that it was like people could meet me they could see me they could be in the in the house and that's when I started doing it my way and I was like, I've got to do this. This isn't working for me of just bidding. I was spending weeks on a bid and not getting it. And then it, it, so it, so I had to really do a lot of, I mean, like any business owner, it's a lot of trial and error. It's a lot of failures hey, to uh, figure hey, out what works. Sure. From, a, from a GC standpoint, we've been there. We, I mean, the amount of time it's it takes to put a proper bid. And, and right. We, and, we, and we tell that to our listeners, to people when we travel around the country, we say it all the time. We are not, you should never, never accept the bid if a guy's like, oh, yeah, your, your job, it's going to be $50,000. Wait, well, yeah. what do you mean? Like, what, what, do you, what, what does it mean? What do you mean $50,000? What does that, what does it, what does it go to? What, what do you, what do you break? If there's no, if they don't break down their quote into specific areas and you understand every detail that is not the person and at, and at the same time you you alluded to it earlier you don't want somebody that's going to say oh yeah uh, i charge 300 a, a square foot well, well what am i getting for 300 a square foot well, what does that <laughs> right. mean you know right. and we did, and we would we would make these very detailed quotes for clients and you could spend two three months quoting out a job and if you're in it and it's not like our company at the same time was some huge company where you you can take that liberty and do it. No, you're, you're a small business. You have a couple employees. You know, time is money. And then you lose it. That's a big oh, hit. Oh, yeah. That's a big hit. Oh, yep. It really yeah, is. The opportunity cost is just, it's yep. so high. Um, so it's, yeah, so I, I stopped bidding. 
Um, I will bid now on jobs, but it's definitely with a couple of interviews with the cut with the, with the potential client yep. of you know understanding. Hey, I I don't I'm not just going to throw a number in the ring here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, smart. Uh, That's great. Well, listen. Yeah. Once you build a reputation, you have the ability to to do that, and you know you've clearly done done just that. So that's that's really awesome. Hats off. I Thanks. Mean, Thank fantastic. you. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, do you do you have a dedicated project manager on each of your jobs? No. So there's um, five of us total with my company. Okay. And we all split time working on every job yeah so i have project manager and i have operations manager selections coordinator um treasurer and myself is that all five of us um and then we you know our our subcontractors and some some subcontractors were hired just to do you know some job site labor Mm -hmm. where they're opening doors checking on houses and things like that that we've worked with you know for years right um and that way it keeps us um flexible if the market turns we don't have heavy payroll right of course but we can we can outsource um some help when we need it that's great so five of you can handle seven houses no problem in that nine month span and you've got enough quality general contractors to give you the flexibility to 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 accomplish that as well right our subcontractors yep fantastic yeah so a lot of it is organization I mean, 100%. we are very organized and we set, um, you know, timelines of, of you know, for the, each project. If I, mean, I just left a meeting and we're talking about, you know, how we're going to clear furniture out of a house that we've got to tear down, you know, range of storage unit. And all this is happening in September, but that's, you know, because we need to get a, a, a rig there to drive pilings that Wednesday after Labor Day. So it's just every day is a huge day in our world as you know mm-hmm. like you miss a day and yep. then it's like you know you get you don't know when it's going to rain or when it's going to do this oh boy so uh, we have to take advantage of every every good day we have are you guys very as far as the scheduling goes are you very transparent with your client you give them a schedule as well so they understand what you're doing at every step how, how does that process kind of work for you guys um we do we're we're not um I mean, we work, you know, with computer schedules, but but our most effective schedules are handwritten schedule, mm-hmm. where we just print off blank calendars and can write in, you know, what's going on. Um, we have a big whiteboard in our office with all the schedules of every house, so we know where all our subs are every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but our our so our clients have a general idea, but we're talking to them. Somebody from my office is talking to them every day. Well, are your clients, um, I guess put it this way, are, are your clients, they could go both ways. Are they hands-on? Or I'm are sorry? Hands, are, are your clients hands-on? Are they hands-off? Or does it just um, depend on the person? It, do, it depends on the person. It depends on the person. So a lot of our clients, because they don't live here, they're busy. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're busy not thinking about what we're doing every day here. Um, so the way we communicate, we do a lot with, um, with photos. We do a lot with FaceTime. Um, so they can see the house, see if we have questions, so we can get them answered quickly. And our clients understand our sense of urgency of, you know, we, we give them a lot of time for selections, but when we need the final answer, we need it because it's going to start to hold up construction. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, so that's where we're usually talking to them every day. So they know what's going on. If I call them and say, hey, you know, I'm getting ready to place your, you know, plumbing fixture order. I'm going to send you the sign off. Um, whatever, 
it, they'll usually ask, so what's going on today? And I'll say, you know, we got the framers in there, you know, we're getting ready to do rough-ins for your plumbing. Um, so. Well, what's really, you know, it's, it's really interesting. I'm listening to you talk and, and it's just dawning on me, you know, as you say it, you're, you're really, you're building where people are buying their second homes, their beach homes, their vacation homes. So that sense of I'm out of my house or I'm displaced from my home doesn't really exist in your world. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of interesting in that respect. Like it's all fine and good. So long as you hit your marks, it's when you, it's, if you miss that, that Memorial day mark, that, that Holy hell rains down on you. But aside right. from that, you kind of get left alone quite a bit from your, from your clients. I would assume. We, yeah, we do. I mean, a lot of times we're pushing them sure. more because, you know, they're, they're, they're busy with their day-to-day lives. Right. School started, you know, if the kids are in sports or in, in, in doing all the after-school things, or if they're, you know, with their grandchildren, whatever their situation is, they're usually not thinking about us often because, right, they're not displaced. They're living their normal lives. But well, and also, they know your reputation as well, right? So right. they hired they, they you because us. they don't yeah. want to have to think about you. Exactly. <laughs> and then a lot of them don't. I mean, a lot of our clients really um, will say, hey, I'm leaning on you. I'm, I'm leaning, you know, on you for, for your expertise here. You know, I need your guidance here. I need you to tell me, you know, what the best Which, that's the, the best insulation be. package that's fantastic. is. What's the best great. HVAC. Yeah. No, it's great. It is. So it's... um. It's definitely a dream come true to do what I do, and it's been a, a lot of work, but it's paid off. Hey, Absolutely. Hey, Marnie, as far as your design materials, and I know you were talking about you give them a certain date, of course, to say, okay, it's got to be picked out, and this is the final stuff. How does your company work with giving them the option? Do they? Do you give them uh, – a, a packet of information or did you send them to a tile store? You know, cause people always say, Oh, there's thousands of things to choose from. I don't know if you're, if your homes that, that you're designing only have a couple options that they can choose from. You can say, Oh, there's the, you know, the, these four tile and, and that's it. I'm just curious to see how you guys kind of handle it. Um, in that regards. Yeah, that's a great question. So our houses are, are completely custom. Um, so any, in the world that they want to put in the house we will put in the house whether and which has happened i mean we've been shipping we shipped tubs from london last year and had to figure out how to get them (laughs) out of customs from dulles airport where you know i have this airline person calling me saying the tub is in the runway and they need a sign off from us (laughs) right i'm like someone's taking a bath in the runway yeah yeah so um so, yeah, so we give so I give a schedule of selections and a lot of times and what I've done recently is I before I was so busy in the field um, where I was on job sites every day. But now that my company's larger, um, I can focus more with the work, more with the client day to day. So I've been going with them for a lot of their selections. And a lot of times I go to them if they're in D.C., we have relationships, you know, with nearly every vendor you could think of in the DC area. So I'll go with them to the tile shop. We'll make the selections there. You know, we can price some other places, but usually wherever we're going is where we're going to buy it from. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, And so that way I'm not sending them all over the world. Um, 
you know, same thing with, with, you know, the countertops, like, Hey, we should go look at countertops at these warehouses. This is where we get the best price. They have the best, you know, distribution center. Da, da, da. So, so I'll so, guide them through with that. Yeah. I was going to say, so you're holding the, their hand throughout the process. Cause I think some, right. you know, there, you do talk to some builders and they say, Oh, I, you know, I, I, I leave it to them and, and I have them go by themselves. And I, we always tell people, if you can go with your builder, with your designer, you really should because they're going to steer you in the right direction. And they might say, you know what, this isn't going to work with the idea that, that you have. And it just it makes the process a lot smoother and allows absolutely to make it. A, it's like, no, we need to make a decision. It's not like I'll get back to you. It's like, no, we really need to make this so we can order it because the lead time, you know, as yep. tile. Yep. I mean, it, it could be right. weeks to months if it's costly. And when you, yeah, it quantities, yep. uh, you know, the lead time. Yeah, so all of that. And then the budget. So the I budget. know what the numbers are where I'm like, hey, don't look at that because it's going to go over your budget. You know, unless you want to spend more, we can sure. stay in this section. Otherwise, <laughs> we got to go down the, down the hall here. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> That's great. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's excuse me. Yeah, it's um, it's never the same day one to the next. That that is for sure. Right, and then I also drive that process with the design. So you know, a lot of times we're sharing photos back and forth. You know, from mainly Instagram. So they're sending me screenshots of things they see. So when I'm with them in the tile store. You know, I can say, oh, hey, you know, this would look really good in that bathroom because you sent me a picture similar to this. Um, you know, this is a good good way we could go. Or when we're building their house and they send me a bathroom, you know, of, of, of a shower with, with a zero threshold. I'm like, all right, we got to change the floor joists because they don't want a threshold. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. we got to call the engineer. Get a... So that whole thing, the being so hands-on, really helps them get the what they want. I mean, and these are dream dream houses for people i mean i I, they send me pictures in there clipped out of magazines from like 2005 you know where they've just kept these photos forever and it's like now it's here where they get to build this house so we really want to make it special we want the customer services is our number one priority of making sure you know our clients are happy yeah and i mean you guys are truly a one-stop shop though there i don't i don't know that there's a, a lot of firms that that take it as far as you do which is very impressive to say thank you well we have a, <laughs> we have great people um yep. and everyone that works for me and with me are just so passionate about what they do um you know whether it's you know my direct employees or subcontractors yep. because it's hard i mean it's they're custom homes they're hard to build it's, you know, sometimes the blueprints it are confusing, but to not, you know, it's, but to have the right team is the key. That's that, that no, no truer statement has Preach ever been on. said. That is, that is, that is absolutely um, correct. Do you guys employ any technology that helps from a communication standpoint, from project management standpoint, use anything in the field that, that, uh, would be interesting to talk about? Yeah. So we use, um. You know, it's it's funny because we we use our our uh, co-constructed, which is a, a budget type software mm-hmm. scheduling. We use certain aspects of that um, to communicate with clients. Mm-hmm. We found our clients don't log log in to any sort of like online database. <laughs> some do, yes. some don't. I... The most effective is, you know, when I'm meeting with them, I'm bringing a copy of the budget, yeah, and saying, hey, here's where we are, you know, and they take it home and look at it, but. Um, 
No, I and, and, and even forget the client side, like even with your subs and within your own organization, like we used Field Lens for years, so it was like uh, site path management for for um, for all our jobs. So you would, yeah. you, you know, you you knew what was going on. You could you could pin deficiencies to the blueprints. You could look at safety conditions. You could send the electrician a note and just said, you know, this is a deficiency. It needs to be corrected. And then once they checked that they had done it, you could go back and then look at it and close it out. Just kind of like real-time, mobile-enabled field communication yeah. stuff. You know, it's interesting because we don't do any of that. Okay. We, we're on the phone mm-hmm. um, with, you know, our subs or in meetings, like face-to-face with them. Mm-hmm. So we, we actually used to do more with technology and have kind of, it's funny, I've kind of gone away from it. Um, where we were meeting just more, but they're quick meetings of, hey, you know, we need a 30-minute meeting about this situation. The emails are ridiculous. The text messages are ridiculous. Yeah. We need to iron it out right now mm-hmm. and close this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so for us, making decisions quickly is is one of the the what it's one of our strengths as a company mm-hmm. is to to make good decisions fast and sometimes with. What we have found when we tried to employ new technologies, it was bottlenecking us from making decisions. Um, and then in communicating with subs, a lot of times it's just we're just calling them, yeah. getting them on the phone. You know, we, we work with these people for a long time. So it's um, it's just that's the most efficient way. Or they come to our office. They check out the board, see what's going on, where, you know, in which house or what needs to be done if they've dropped the ball on anything and then they get back out there. So our office is in a great location, which is it's right in the center of where we build. So a lot of people can just swing right in the, in nice. the office. Nice little, little hub and spoke action there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. But it's funny because we've, we've caught, I mean, with, I mean, I use like SketchUp and some other computer, like, you know, the CAD, things mm-hmm. like that for, the design drawings which is great to communicate with the customer and really give them a feeling of what we're going to build but the day-to-day is really if we've gone back to just old school of let's just talk well you know know, (laughs) but you know what i i think you know we we definitely had our our growing pains with the technology because a lot of the subcontractors they 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 don't want to use it you know, right. and we would have, we'd be like, "Come on, guys!" You know, and we would have to, you know, kind of get on them. And, and look, there, you, you can go back and forth with tech. You know, it helps in some ways. Some ways, it 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 takes us away. Like you said, enough with the text messages, enough with emails. Just let's yeah. get a solution. <laughs> like we can meet here, the two of us together, get a solution and move forward. And I think uh, any of our listeners, I think something to really focus on is when you're talking to your GC designer that, that's doing this for you to make sure that they have good relationships with their subcontractors. Have right. they worked with these people on a number of projects? And if they say, you know what, yes, this, this, the, the electrician, the plumber, the tile installer, you know, my carpenters, these guys are spread out. We just stagger them between all the jobs. That's what you want because you have that relationship. You're able to lean on that person, whether if there's a problem or maybe something's delayed saying, I really need you here right now. I need to get this done because if you're not done, the next trade cannot get started and it's going to push push off off schedule. So Right. And knowing that, you know, it's funny, we had a siding guy in our office the other day and a great guy. I work with him all the time. And he said to him, I said, you know, you're doing a great job. Thanks for um, 
you know, all your hard work. And he says, yeah, he goes, I guess I wouldn't be here if uh, I wasn't, right? Yeah, because he sees, you know, you, you do have to try new subs. Yep. And you need you need competition out in the field. Everyone so, goes through it. Absolutely. Yep. And, it, and it's part of what we do is we do we do bid out a lot of our work with, with different subs and we do award different subs work, but you know, that way we have a bigger talent to pull from. But, um, well, if but you're yeah. doing seven homes in nine months, you, you need it. Yep. <laughs> you do, you do. I mean, we're, we're working with two different trim crews in a house, two different companies wow. to trim out a house to keep on schedule wow. in, in, in one home. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because we do so many built-ins. So we've got, you know, we're, we've got one trim company that can do, you know, base windows, doors, and then another one building bunk beds and doing this other stuff because one company can't handle the amount, the amount of trim and keep us on schedule. And you decided to throw TV cameras into this freaking <laughs> mixer. You, you, you should have your head examined, lady. Yeah. That, yeah, it's it's uh, it's been busy. Oh my! I mean, it, you know, it upset our world when it first happened, but we do not uh, operate on the schedule that that you do. Holy cow! Yeah, so I have a lot of energy, fortunately. Yeah, you need it. You need it. Yeah, I people, do. I uh, do. You know, the the uh, people at home don't realize. You know, it, it, it the TV cameras do not make life easier, especially on a construction yeah. site. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that was the biggest thing with television is how much longer projects took. Yeah. Where you're like, wow, we could knock this thing out if these cameras got out of here. <laughs> yeah, what well, so so I'm I'm curious. So I remember talking to you early days before you started shooting. Yeah. Uh, we had a good long conversation. I remember I was driving upstate somewhere. So yep. how, how much of of what I said was was accurate or useful or valuable in any way? Because oh my God, I'm so what? curious as to, uh, you know, it's I remember being green and like not knowing where, like what to turn, who to turn to. Like we had nobody to talk to. So I'm hoping at least something I said was valuable. Oh, my God. Absolutely. And it's funny because I tell people that I spoke to you and I'm like, oh, I talked to Anthony and <laughs> he like laid it out for me and it was all true. Like, so it didn't uh, all cool. happen at the same time. You know, it was like, yeah. oh, Anthony said this was going to happen. Oh, Anthony said this is going to happen. Oh, this <laughs> words, makes, words of wisdom from, from Anthony. I love it. Uh, it's I funny. Love it. Yeah. Uh, so well, I, I can't thank you enough no, for um, my goodness. your words of advice. My pleasure. I'm glad it was it was accurate and helpful. You know, I just, I, like I said, I remember when John and I were there and, you know, we had each other, which was a big thing. But I remember we were driving the first day to set and we we're like, holy shit, nobody's told us what to do yet. Nothing. Yeah, like we literally, we got out of the car. We looked like ghosts, and our producer came over. He's like, "What? Are you guys okay?" I'm like, "Nick, nobody's told us anything. We don't know what the hell we're doing yet." I didn't even know what his name was. Yeah, <laughs> Nick. It's like, "Hey, well, what's your name, buddy?" Well, yeah, I'm, it's a I'm, different I'm world. Yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm your EP on this. Oh yeah. well, nice to meet you. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, the abbreviations are a whole nother thing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. And it's just like, man, you guys talk in more letters than I've ever heard. Oh in my life. man. Well, I mean, the show the show is awesome, and obviously, Thank you. you. You know, continued success. I mean, it's it's um, man, oh man, it's no. Yeah, it's been no a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fantastic. And though, I mean, it's, it's such a different, you know, it's such a different build. It's it's um, it's great to see it, you know, in the. Thank mix you. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Very, very cool. Well, Marnie, we can't thank you enough for your time. The insight is invaluable. Guys, you're listening out there. This is the way a real good general contracting firm (laughs) runs. Listen to the episode again and then start asking that potential general contractor a lot of fucking questions. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Really appreciate all the time. Thank Um, you. Yeah, we'd love to reach out again and maybe do another episode in the future and and get some more great advice out there. Would love that. All right, cool. Guys, this was another episode of Home with the Cousins. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hey, guys, real quick before you go, we just want to say thanks for listening to the show this week. And if you have a second, please subscribe on the Apple Podcast app or wherever you get your podcasts. And share the show with your friends so we can keep growing this great community. Remember to check out homewiththecousins.com to read our show notes from this episode, see past episodes, download our free renovation document package, or just to send us a note. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Carino Anthony and at Culinary John. Our show is produced and edited by yours truly, with original music intro and outro created by Steve and Joseph Padula. I'm Anthony Carino, and thanks for listening.